Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website and frankly they know what they're doing far better than i or austin ever did so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there you go do that follow us on twitter at final show films for updates uh for all future things including things that are going on with our website and going on with the patreon page and things that are going on live as we stream them uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else so thank you very much for watching y'all have a good day And we're back. Uh, so, hello everyone. That, William. Welcome back to Hunter the Vigil Terminus Tendency, <laughs> our New World of Darkness Hunter the Vigil Chronicle. As I stumble over myself, having to do it a second time. Um, I am William, and I am your storyteller. And joining me today, we have Jack. Hey everybody, I'm Jack. I'm playing Nikolai Delka, the uh, member of the Ascending Ones, the team medic, and the guy who is really trying to figure out where he fits in this whole thing. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. I am playing Drew, the patron asshole of the team, team, team member of the Lucifuge, and in general, scholar slash uh, link to one of our enemies. Uh, and Jeremy, I, I'm uh, Jeremy. I'm playing Kayla Wynn. Uh, 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 Network Zero uh, person. Information knows lots of shit. Journalist, that, that job trans- that you do. Journalist, yes. <laughs> Believes in transparency to perhaps a detrimental degree to herself. So you're saying she's not opaque? Is opaque. She believes in being honest about the opaqueness of people. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> and everyone, like, you believe in. Bri- <laughs> <laughs> she, she happily acknowledges that everyone is not see-through. And John. I have new. Janky other biological. Good. And Holly. Uh, I'm Holly. I'm playing Astrid Ashwin, a member of Knights of St. Adrian. And Craig. Hi, I'm Craig. I'm playing Paul Phillips, Aegis Kaidoru, uh, agent of the scroll. Yep. And we 
before we return to current events, we go ahead and step forward to an undisclosed location in a dark room as a gentleman continues to give his report. So, as things proceed to escalate even further among the situations going down all throughout Atlanta, things get a little bit more and more dangerous and well, our gentlemen and our ladies that are forming up this cell, while they're handling themselves rather well, uh, that confidence is short-lived. Well, and if nothing else, any time that any of them start to get headstrong, something comes around just to put them right back in their place, as you'll see coming up shortly. And with that, we rejoin the group as the group of you having made, one of you having made a call to Brother Kindness um, have been greeted by the mage of the Akashic Brotherhood as far as you have been told uh, as he leaped from a building and landed with a, uh, a graceful and impressive uh, show of acrobatics and ability uh, especially for anyone as old as he is um, as he arrives on the scene and greeted the group with a warm smile and a word of kindness as he arrived. And that's where we pick up. What do I know about the Akashic Brotherhood in terms of their interest in keeping their own activities subtle and secret? Uh, roll me intelligence and occult. All right. Nico, le Nico leans over to Astrid and just says, who's this guy? Uh, he like used to take care of uh, the Colleen magic girl. Uh-huh. Okay. I was just going to say, what do I potentially know about them, period? Go for it. You can go ahead and run me telling us the call as well. Sure. I realize this is not necessarily the spirit of the specialty, but does cults apply? Not quite. Okay. Any bonus from traditions from, are not cults. Yeah. Any bonus some from of, the, some of them might qualify. Not the Akashic Brotherhood. Uh, what was your question, Kirk? Uh, any bonus from being a member of the Aegis? Uh, I just had an extra one. Okay. Three. Nico okay. just saw a guy like jump off a roof and land on the porch. Can he just roll intelligence and occult on what the fuck that was? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like <laughs> nope, nope, no clue. Okay, um, you had your red eye on though, didn't you? Uh, that's worn off by now. <laughs> I guarantee. I guarantee the red resin is gone by now. It lasted a scene. Yeah, and I drank it in the hedge. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll say that that wasn't there anymore. Um, but yeah, you don't know anything about it. Um, uh, with two successes, zero, you know that the Akashic Brotherhood is a name that is associated with an order of mages. You don't know a whole lot about them other than that they have a vaguely monkish aesthetic. Um, with three, Spanner, uh, you know that the Akashic Brotherhood are a group of mages with, again, a very sort of monk, very Shaolin aesthetic, or different varieties of, of sort of 
martial arts monastic traditions um, that uh, has sort of the sort of the mind over matter mentality when it comes to their feats of the supernatural. And so a lot of, a lot of their magic is a lot more strikes as something out of a, out of a Kung Fu movie in a lot of ways, usually. Um, do do as, I have any idea if we're going to need to do some cover up here after uh, you yeah. all over the city? Probably not as far as you can tell. Um, but uh, with four successes, uh, Kayla, um, you know what they know. Also, you know that um, the Akashic Brotherhood are also legit the real deal when it comes to martial arts. They're not just magicians who do martial arts. They also have some insane martial arts techniques that most people in like the modern world can't hope to compete with to the point that you're not certain that he did magic when he jumped off that rooftop. I've seen some videos and read some accounts. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not a hundred percent certain that him doing that drop, that jump from the rooftop involved any of his magic. Right. So, as he offers a, a nod of the head as he looks across the group. I have a question. It, I, did we want to talk to Brother Kindness? Pauline asked to. Yeah. I, I remember there being an... Oh, because her dad who made her... Her dad, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, someone, someone looking. You were trying to find a way to communicate with um, Alex, Alexander the Fate Weaver. Yeah. Uh, and so he he offers a, a nod and a smile and a warm smile to the group as he enters the room. So, I understand that you have need of me again, young Colleen. He says as he looks over at the girl who sort of sits up from her prone position on the couch uh, and sort of leans up and sits, adjusts herself so that she's leaning on the couch as opposed to laying down on it um, and kind of looks up at him. Yeah. Um, these guys will probably be able to explain a little bit more, but I need to find the spot um, where my father died and uh, brother kindness kind of closes his eyes and nods for a moment very well I can bring you to that location I imagine that the rest of you will likely also have questions that will need to be answered before we depart unless you are simply ready to leave now Paul, who is, I think, at this point, standing next to Colleen, um, uh, looks down at her and says, is there anything you're going to need to do to prepare? I mean, it's... I don't know. This seems like a big deal. If it's if it's nearby, um, anything you want to take or anything you want to have available? I don't even know what I'm going to be doing there, she says as she looks up at you. Um, I I literally never met the man, so 
Um, what is um, what is Zaro doing? Yeah, probably. Okay. All right. I was I was gonna pull Zaro aside, but I'm not gonna do that if it looks like he's about to say something. Uh, yeah. That is a talent available to some of the orders, though it is no specialty of my brotherhood. There might be one or two within the order who have practiced such techniques. I see. Whatever information you're looking to extract might also potentially be somewhere within the remains of his laboratory. His place of study was... There's a lab? Not as such as you might understand it. No. Just so we're all fully in the know here when we're talking about this person how would we classify this individual dead I think in one regard Alexander the Fate Weaver was a unique man of great aspiration if I might that aspiration I, I think the, was that aspiration of the arcane nature, of the undead nature, of the furry nature, of the ghost rising from the dead nature? Like, I could. He's definitely a mage, the old man says. You know which order he was? He shunned orders. He walked between them and studied from all of them. He was an individual who... His aspirations were as limitless as his potential. And he seems to have pushed himself far into the deep ends of them. And it ultimately, as far as I can tell, led to his death in the same instant that it led to Colleen being discovered by us. Can you tell us anything more about the manner in which he departed this world? Well, there is an open field. So not, not in an apartment building. <laughs> Just wanted there, to check. All right, so open field, there, sorry. There, there is an open field that is known to be an open field as far as any modern records and understanding goes. It was not always such. The backlash of Alexander the Fate Weaver's meddling and efforts to fulfill whatever his goals were, I do not even understand them entirely myself, 
not only reduced the area that he had stayed upon to rubble and then cleared it away, it wiped much of the surrounding landscape from existence and history. Up with magic, so magic, it's your own. Uh, is there any correspondence between your Alexander and the, the the vampire that we have here? No. That, as far as I can tell, having encountered the vampire myself, is more of a coincidence. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, as Alexander Ravenhall, who is in the room, says, uh, yes, I believe I have never been a mage who has been destroyed by my own magic. It, it, it's not actually that uncommon of a name. I don't know how mad this magic stuff... I mean, if magic like entirely rewrites history, maybe it did make really this Fate Weaver guy into... Hang on really quick. Apparently. Oh. Was you, was the your mic muted, but everyone else's was not? Can you guys hear me now? You. Yep. Uh, not you. Not always could. Not you. Um, the, the stream. The stream. Can the lobby hear John? Apparently, my computer was li- was listening to a different microphone this entire time. Oh no. <laughs> Done. I just want to say while we wait for an answer, we just I answer. appreciate that. I appreciate that. As soon as Aaron sent that message, you stopped and looked at something to your left, and you held that exact position long enough that I wondered if your screen froze. <laughs> <laughs> Full body control is the thing I've had to practice also, being ADHD. Shout out to uh, Mara for telling me in Slack. Hmm. All I'm saying is that if magic can rewrite time and history and stuff, maybe magic got pissed off at Alexander the Fate Weaver and decided to shuck him a couple hundred years into the past and make him undead. That's all. And left him intact with his first name just for laughs. Or shunted him a couple thousand years in the past. And, and made him king of Macedonia? King Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> I, or, I, I, I never or maybe speak, just a, I never like a couple hundred, and then he invented the telephone. <laughs> I know. Well, I, it, it has a migraine. <laughs> it, is, it is impolite to ask a vampire his age. I feel like... That's why I left it, into, left it into specifics. Or just a couple decades in the past and made him Skarsgård's son. I feel that perhaps... Attempting to extrapolate the full consequences of this person's activities probably will get us nowhere but standing here longer. But bonding moment. I will say that the one thing that was found in the aftermath of the backlash that claimed Alexander the Fate Weaver, he looks over at the couch. Two legs and a lot of questions. Indeed. Wait, what happened? Sorry, there was a reference. Colleen. To... Oh, Colleen happened. 
No, no, there was just, there was a reference to something with two legs and a lot of questions, and then everyone stopped talking, and I missed what the reference was about, so I didn't know if I was supposed to be saying something or not. <laughs> or a couple hundred years is, in the past, survived the magic on a Caribbean map. island and became the first treasury secretary of the United States. Sorry, I get anxious when the, when the room gets quiet and everyone is looking relatively at me. <laughs> We're not looking at you. We're looking directly forward. You're looking... Looks like yeah, it. you're looking at your cameras, which means you're looking at me. <laughs> or me. You don't know what I'm looking at. That's why I said relatively at me. <laughs> anyway. Hey, you don't get to do anyway, Jack. You were just making Alexander Hamilton references. <laughs> yeah, but Drew had something to say. Drew? Before we uh, go, probably do any... Of us have ghost seancing abilities because I'd probably have to take a few days to brew one of those up. Uh, 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 apparently, Dr. Frankenstein over here does. Please. Speaking to if they're in the area, I, I'm, I'm asking if anyone has summoning. Please. That Frankenstein would be the, Frankenstein is the doctor. I'm clearly Frankenstein's monster. They're both. Um. Both shush. Paul shrugs and says, "There are artifacts that might be able to do the job, but probably not anything like a requisition on short notice." If the spirits are nearby, I can sense their look. I can sense their location. It's beyond that. We would require something that could draw them to. All right. William, do I know generally what draws ghosts to a location? Uh, you are specialized in demons and the afterlives, so yes, go ahead and roll me a cult. Let's see what you know specifically. Technically, my specialty is dreams, so I'm assuming I don't get the specialty bonus, but do I get any other bonuses for... Uh, get an extra dot for being a lucifuge. Being a lucifuge, who cares quite a bit about reincarnating souls. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, five successes, because the dice apparently decided I'm allowed to have successes <laughs> so spirits have a variety of different conditions especially spirits of the supernatural um like the mundane ghosts have a variety of different um methods and supernatural ghosts have even more so but the one thing that always 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 draws a spirit is something that it had an incredibly potent emotional and psychological connection to in life um so if Colleen is as important to Alexander the Fate Weaver as it seems, her sheer presence might serve to draw his ghost out. That does, however, function on the caveat of if his ghost exists. Because his spirit could have just moved on. <clears throat> All right. Or been obliterated by whatever killed him. Okay, so based on that, I'm... Sorry, Jeremy. Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. Um, go ahead. You were, yeah. we were waiting Based on you. Based on that, I'm going to say, okay. So, assuming that he left a ghost, our, our best shot, absent someone having a specialty thing, would just be Colleen. Uh, Colleen 
given that your d- dad has apparently got a, I I mean, obsession with um, you, that would be the thing that would draw his ghost. I hate to be the person to 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 bring this up because it might conceivably not make me very popular. But look, I don't have I don't have an issue with 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 gesture towards towards brother kindness. Those if you're not doing anything bad, it's fine. But do we really think? bringing an entity across the realm of the dead into this world, isn't that exactly the opposite of what we're in theory supposed to be doing? From what I know of ghosts, and I know a reasonable amount, ghosts are a lot more documented than those that maintain their own privacy, vague gesture to the supernatural members of their our group. It, that shouldn't happen. The only way we'll be able to make contact if, is if he's already a ghost and already has the emotional tethers that would bring him to the location. He might m- move, but we aren't bringing back anyone that has crossed any sort of threshold. No. If, if we can talk to him this way. He is already a ghost. Right. I, I'm not. I'm not saying... If he's a, he's a ghost, he's a ghost. I, that's good information. My concern, from the sounds of it, this is a this is a mage who who somehow, in one way or another, fucked up hardcore enough to blast a portion of the earth out of existence. Or altering its previous existence to a new one. Yeah. And we want to I don't know what powers he might have in talk to him. What he currently is. Bring him within proximity of the person that he created in doing that exact same. Does nobody see risk here? Oh, absolutely, there's risk there. But there's risk inherent in everything we do. And if it's a, if it's a option that comes with risk, but also comes with the potential for acquiring information as to what it is that is drawing the various and sundry creatures of the darkness and night into our city and coalescing them into a cooperative form in order to do who knows what, I'd rather take the risk and get the information than not take the risk and have no information. True, it sounds like you've got some degree of familiarity with ghosts. How much of a risk is that? Um, Can mages still practice magic beyond uh, the veil? Uh, Drew, you would know that it's undocumented of any mages being still strong practitioners after death, but it's not theoretically impossible. Um, usually speaking, it's the something about the mage's consciousness and spirit allows them to bend the rules of reality. 
So theoretically, if they remain intact enough to remember that, they might still be able to do it. But it's not been recorded. Uh, um, it's a risk. It's something to consider. But the the one who wanted to talk to Colleen kind of gets to make this choice. It is all about. Oh, I'm 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 right there with you on that point. I just I thought uh, depending on what the information is. We might be able to take proper preparations or assuage any concerns that that uh, have been expressed. How how mobile are spirits like this? Are they? Ooh, can I make a roll for that? Point? Yes, you can. I... Absolutely. I assume intelligence and occult. Yep, yep, yep. I have a question, William. Yes. Having been someone that had ghosts following me around for most of my life, do I know the answer to this question? Uh, you might know a little bit. You can also make me a roll. Two successes. Three successes. Cool. Do I get any modifiers? Uh, extra plus one. Four successes. All right. I disagree. <laughs> so all of you generally know um, that ghosts are, typically speaking, not freely mobile. They usually can't just go wherever and whenever they want. Um, usually they have something that they are bound to, something that draws them. Um, with the three and four successes, Drew and Zero, you both know that that doesn't have to be a place. It can be a person, it can be an item, it can be a variety of things. Sometimes it can even be a concept. Um, but generally speaking, ghosts have something that binds them, that draws them, that they cannot stray too far from. Do, do you all share that information? I wait to see if Drew says anything. Uh, Drew will... It, it's... <sighs> Yes and no. The the mage thing aside, because that's not even... If there aren't cases of it, we can speculate all day about what it might mean and we won't know. Um, the rules of ghosts are... They're restricted in a way. They're restricted to a thing. Um, they're restricted to a... <laughs> something like that doesn't necessarily mean a ghost never moves but it's not always entirely an option amalia calls them anchors the ob the object person concept place that the ghost bound is bound to is what limits their movement depending on how mm -hmm. large an object or place or concept is, or how mobile a person or item it may be, determines how far they can go. But they're typically, they are bound to an area around whatever that is. Well, I don't necessarily want to share the chill that just ran up my spine, but uh, the thought occurs that if they're not specifically bound to the place where they died, but uh, rather to the place where... Uh, to, to whatever object or person they bind them. Do we know for a fact that they haven't been following us around all this time? Yes. 
I would see them. Come at zero, emphatically. I can tell you for certain there are no ghosts here right now. Um, as long as they haven't manifested or aren't hiding from you, trust me, dude, there's way more going on. They can't hide well, from me. False, false I false doubt that dead. seriously, but okay. I think I think this may be the first time that we're learning, or at least maybe that I'm learning, that this is something that's active all the time for you. Yes. I can it's see ghosts. I can see ghosts even when they even when they do not manifest for other mortal eyes. I can see them when they are hidden in the veil. They cannot hide from me. Okay, so talking. It's actually somewhat reassuring. Talking precautions. Is there some way to do? Uh, uh, before I say this. I understand that ghosts are not demons, so don't jump on me for that. Ghosts are demons. But... I mean, they're not, but cool. Is everything um, a demon to you? Alexander asks. That seems there to be my understanding. Yes. Yes. Most, most to all of the magical things are, are kind of, by definition, demons. Based on several very loud arguments I, 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 I listened to between him and a rock star, that seems to be the case. But anyways, my point is, is, is there some sort of, I don't know, Seal of Solomon type... S fucking supernatural-esque salt circle fucking thing that we can use to trap this trap this person before we get him to manifest so that he doesn't cause mass chaos and destruction should he have that capability because I'm hearing a lot of well we don't think he can but not a lot of he definitively cannot. Well, we could attempt to hire a sin eater, but good luck finding one of them. Also, to be clear, that there being no documented cases of such an of such a phenomenon, and we think he can't, are two very distinctly different phrases. I it, yeah, and um, that that's kind of what I was asking, uh, Alexander. I I think that's the accent William was doing. Yes, that was Alexander speaking. <laughs> Alexander is right. There's people who have abilities, varied abilities, including those relating to ghosts and the trapping thereof. We don't have access to those people, right. as I gathered from asking if anyone could, you know. Um, William. Yes. Do I have access to anybody in the Chiron group that I could call that is that particular uh, that more than I do specializes in dealing with ghosts? Uh, Romy intelligence and Chiron group status. <laughs> is there someone I could call in for backup? <laughs> you and your ton of dots and contacts. Now I'm curious if the Chiron group actively employs sin eaters. Or successes. We employ whatever we we employ whatever we think is useful to get the job done. 
Give me a second for the PDF to load up. Fox is being real slow right now. <laughs> no worries. As you do that, let's argue some more. So, <laughs> listen, Zero. I'm not trying to say that you're wrong. I am trying to say that just because, and I'm not talking about your group, I'm talking about all of our groups combined, having zero documented cases of it means absolutely shit because there's no way that we have any idea the depth of what can uh, of of what there is what can be done etc the the point i was making may have been misunderstood and i apologize if it was was that there is a difference between i don't know i guess right. he can't and from our experiences, we have no evidence that he can. Oh, no, absolutely. That being that while it is entirely possible that anything could happen, this ghost could manifest a physical form, summon forth a giant pink dildo bat, and beat us all to death. Possibly. But if we I... plan for the giant pink dildo bat death, we might just be wasting our time. What I'm saying is... The reason that I asked at the time was because there, there's a chance that somebody might have definitively said, yes, we have documented information that tells us that this can't happen. If we don't have that, then we don't know for sure. Certainly. But we can't plan for every occurrence that we don't know for certain could or could No, happen. but we can plan for the possibility that he can do anything particularly powerful, which was all I asked. Um, so based on that role, you do know that um, Sin Eaters are a thing that the Chiron group has had to employ occasionally, uh, especially in their attempts to retrieve ectoplasm and pieces of ghosts that can be used for some of Thama technology. Like the plasma uh, ball in my neck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's a rare resource, and as far as you know, all of the Sin Eaters that are within reasonable reach have been commandeered by Task Force Valkyrie because they're the ones who tend to try and commandeer that kind of thing. What I can say is that the functionaries that our company typically uses for the hunting and capture of ghosts, which is a practice that we do partake in on a fairly regular basis, are currently occupied by members of Task Force Valkyrie. I can attempt to open negotiations if that is something we th we feel we desperately need in this in this occasion. Though I will note that dealing with Task Force Valkyrie is a little bit like dealing with any other branch of the armed forces. In yeah, that, can we not? <laughs> they like can to swing their dicks around. <laughs> can we not call in the military on this one, please? <laughs> So. Why don't we at least make an effort to go to this site and see if that resolves the issue? Oh, that yeah. is the intent, but we're seeing you haven't been... precautions. Yeah, G going to the site should answer whether or not a ghost shows up or create the most favorable conditions for this ghost to show up if he's around and could answer other questions because it is the location of the lab and maybe Colleen will have magic flashbacks or we'll be able to determine something the mages couldn't. 
Something to just put on the table, though. Colleen, again, this is up to you. But what if some of us went to the site and you stayed in a safe location in contact via video? And so you'd potentially be able to ask questions, but you wouldn't be exposed directly. If Colleen's... I thought the whole thing was that Colleen has a strong connection, so having her there is going to be the... Like, physically there is going to be the best chance of for success that we have. And she's the one who has the questions to ask the ghost via our medium. I mean, risk not negated, just... Colleen would have... With, with respect... I appreciate all of you jumping in. I was asking Colleen. Um, I mean, I really don't feel like hiding back, but also even if that was what I wanted to do, if it's really me that's going to pull him out, I don't think me being in a safe location is going to actually do that. That's exactly what we were trying to say. Yeah. And again, I appreciate that, but I felt since this is her show, she's probably better off being the one to weigh in. Uh, well, I can take one passenger in my vehicle. Williams. Yes. And if you would let me... Sorry. I, I, I had a question for the storyteller, but if you have a thing you would like to say I, first. I didn't get to finish my sentence because Paul interrupted. What? Yeah, Paul interrupted in character. Go ahead. I, I'm aware of that. That doesn't help. Um... The reason we were considering whether or not we have access to additional ghost measures is because additional ghost measures are a good thing to have before you go talk to a ghost. And if we don't, we can go if Colleen feels like we've got the precautions we need. If we need to spend a few weeks seeing if maybe there's suddenly an unemployed, freely available ghost helper or that the Chiron group can pay, that's also Colleen's call. But that is something we should decide aid and know before we go talk to a ghost. You can't do that in the middle of the conversation. Yeah, you can't undo that. So, so that's that's why we were talking about this before we go. Um, I, also, I don't think we have a few weeks to wait this out. No. We don't. I was being sarcastic. No. Uh, William. Yes. Do I know of any practical measures that non-specialists can take that, like, kind of like Kayla has suggested, do so, does salt work? You know, things like general, general ghost, general anti-ghost practices that non-ghost specialists can employ that we could quickly acquire in order to assist us in whatever way we possibly could. And Clearly, salt works. Supernatural has never steered me wrong before. Um, you can roll me intelligence in a cult. Supernatural is an unofficial World of Darkness series, as I contest. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Mm. Shut up. It's not even unofficial. Mm. Shut up. It's being run in the system by a storyteller who has different ideas about what the rules should be. Exactly. It's That's a homebrew. Fair. It's a homebrew World of Darkness. I'll do give I have you a homebrew. Any, do I have any modifiers for my background in ghosts? Uh, extra plus one. I did think it was funny that in the in the Hunter rule book. It says uh, under under inspiration and examples. It's like the new show Supernatural is a good example of hunters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dates it a little bit. Um. So 
based on your experiences, ghosts are one of the hardest things to deal with as far as supernaturals go. Like everything else that is, even zombies can be shot repeatedly. Um, everything else that lives and has a, or has a corporeal body, those aren't necessarily one and the same, um, can be dealt with physically. Ghosts require a very, very specialized equipment to even be able to interact with them, or they require you to play a whole series of riddles and mind games to try and figure out how to deal with them on a sort of non-direct scale. Um, so unless you have any specialized equipment for dealing with ghosts, me, um, which you, you know, your plasmic call helps, but like task force Valkyrie has etheric rounds that are designed for shooting ghosts specifically, yeah. for instance, but the, either you have stuff specifically geared towards hitting ghosts or you have to play the roundabout riddle game to try and figure out how to deal with the ghost problems while they are still a threat to you. Ghosts are not an easy process to deal with. So, from my experience, there is no simple go down to the kitchen store and grab these five things solution for ghosts. They require specialized technology, which I am a piece of, uh, or specialized persons, which I also am one of. While I am not primarily geared towards dealing with ghosts, it is a happy accident of my abilities. We do not have access to anybody whose specialty it is, and the closest thing to dealing with them directly would be contacting Task Force Valkyrie, which, as previously stated, not my favorite thing to do. So we are as ready as we can be at the moment without reaching out to said task force to deal with ghosts. What sort I of mean, threat do they pose? Task Force Valkyrie? Task Force Valkyrie is going to come in and kill every supernatural that are, that's around. Hits me not wanting to... Hits me not going... Oh, the ghost. The risks, the risks involved with ghosts are many and varied. It's you find out as you interact with them. That's why I ask. I hope we might be able to get some hints before we have to go and interact um, with them. Possession, poltergeisting. They could t potentially throw things around if they're angry enough. They could potentially possess your form if they're angry enough. They can interact in various vague degrees with the world around them. They can haunt your dreams, give you nightmares. Or they can just putter around making loud noises. This is going to be a highly theoretical question. I understand that. And I'm looking specifically over at Brother Kindness. Mm hmm as best as you would be able to 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 theorize in this situation could this guy conceivably possess her she looks over at colleen for a second and you sort of he looks down for a second as if thinking for a moment While 
Alexander the Fate Weaver's motives are inscrutable, and his objectives unknowable, at least as far as any of us among the Awakened are concerned. His abiding drive, in a lot of ways, was freedom and the belief that not even fate can control one who is determined enough to decide their own destiny. He was appalled at the idea of anyone losing their free will. I think even if he held that power, it would not be... It would be something he would refuse, even had he the strength to do it. Because freedom and the ability to make one's own decisions were at the core of his being in many ways. That's great, and I I, I appreciate his 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 appreciation of, of of every person's agency. But that wasn't even kind of what I asked. I asked, can he? I don't have that answer. Oh. Brother Kindness, would you care to direct us to this park? It's not even a park, honestly. It's a section of open grass that, as far as I'm, as far as I am aware, doesn't exist on any known record. This lawn, then. <laughs> well, shall we go then? And he turns and starts to head out the door. I'm gonna take my clue from those who have tangled with ghosts before. Just look at look at the others and see if they look ready to go. I follow. Yeah, Ostrich's going. Nico, drive. What is Drew doing? I don't care about car triage now that there's not a Satan. No, no, no. I, I, I just mean, are, is Drew ready to go? Yeah. Okay. All right. There's room yeah. in my car if that's if we're taking vehicles for three or four more people. That works. All right. So I'll take my. Cool. So is very much in favor of people doing exactly what he wants. <laughs> so uh, kindness um, leads the group. Uh, mostly, he. So sort of just keeps moving on foot and is always ahead of you, um, even though you're following him at what seems to be relatively decent street speeds in vehicles. But every time you try and look and see where he's at, he's at what seems to be a brisk jogging pace ahead of you. And every time you seem to have begun to catch up to him, he's further ahead of you. Fantastic. Um, but he, he leads you up through, for, a for reference for whoever's riding with me, the spe the stereo is currently playing highway to hell. 
then I feel like for comedic purposes, Drew is there just putting hands. Depending on, depending on how long the depending on how long the uh, depending on how long the uh, the drive takes, it will go from that to uh, probably uh, to welcome to the jungle, then welcome home, then uh, then probably getting away with murder by Papa Roach before we actually get there. Is, is like welcome home, Coheed and Cambria, welcome home. Yes, Coheed and Cambria, welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Paul is enjoying the music for the first part and then clearly gets lost towards the end of the drive. <laughs> Um, so. Really quick, uh, yes. On, uh, on the way, uh, Nico's gonna get a text. Okay. I am not the only person who thinks it's a terrible idea to let the supernatural to 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 let the, the the person who is apparently all this nonsense is weighing on. Be the person making the call, right? Fuck no. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure I'm not fucking insane. Smiley emoji. Thumbs up emoji comes back. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with these people? Um... <laughs> So, uh, go on. No. That was it? <laughs> He's trying to eat and talk at the same time. Yes, do your thing! <laughs> the, the hand waves were continue, William. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, <laughs> I was just laughing at the gestures. <laughs> so, um, he, yeah, he leads you deeper into the city um, and you eventually come upon this section where the city just stops like in between several different city blocks there's this like quarter mile of just grass and you're not certain how you never noticed this was here before pull into the grass (laughs) Anything other than that? Anything specifically weird that's jumping out at us? I mean, hopefully, figuratively. You'd you'd have to take a closer look at the area, but just the sheer fact that this place exists in the middle of what you're certain is like a business zone or a residential zone of a of a thick of a thickly packed city. While while I'm sure that I see dead people all over the city, am I seeing dead people in this section? It is barren here. Not even like, ghosts. Yeah, like not even ghosts exist in this like quarter mile stretch of grass. Well, that's unsettling. I say as I park the car in the grass and turn it <clears> off. What's that? on Forgotten Realms this shit. Well, there are ghosts all over the city. It doesn't take one far too long to walk around, walk between buildings and find one. At least when you can see them as well as I can. There are no- there's nothing here. And that is unsettling. So Nico steps out of his car, pulling a fairly small Erlenmeyer flask out, sucking it down, recorking it, 
and just setting it back on his seat. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of weird. Paul will sort of sidle over towards Nico and say, um, so you'll get in the same sense here too then. I mean, I've lived here almost my entire life and I've driven up and down this road any number of times. Paul nods towards the flask on the seat and says, what was that one then? If you don't mind my asking. Oh, uh, eye medication. <laughs> I look over at Nico, who is currently having this sort of red glow in his stomach. <laughs> yep. Do, ne- do Nico's eyes look different at all? No, they don't. No. Only to me. <laughs> Right. Helps me see things better. <laughs> yeah, I sort of, I sort of assumed. Um, but just give a shout if anything pops out with your new prescription there. Right ahead, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Colleen steps out of whatever vehicle she was riding in, um, the nothingness very quickly acquires a something. Um as there is an energy that begins to coalesce in this area, almost in reaction to Colleen's very presence. Uh, something is happening. I say, uh, in I, case I'm the only one that can see it. <laughs> I, uh, Kayla walks out with a handheld camera that she is flipping open and turning on. You, oh, wait, I have a thing. <laughs> I go over. You, I have a Kirlian camera. <laughs> did you did you take a dot of Monster Media, Jeremy? <laughs> I did not. It's a simple camera. I okay. reach I reach into my trunk and ha- pull out a camera and hand it to Kayla. You may want to use this as well. Can it be operated with only one hand? Possibly. I don't know. It's a it's a Kirlian camera, which is a camera that can see Kirlian right. energy, which means it can see ghosts. <laughs> I'm just saying, is it a handheld camera or? I have no idea. <laughs> let me look up. Let me look in the book. I think I feel like it's a handheld camera. That seems to be the flavor of like like you know Ghost Hunter style click 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 cameras. Kirlian camera. It's size two, so probably it could go either way. So like bigger than a knife, but smaller than a rifle. Yeah. I'd uh, say so you could probably use it with like it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get the best pictures with it, but you could probably use it with one hand. Like you like if you wanted to set up a good shot, you'd want to use both hands, but you probably can just like snap a picture with one hand. Yep. Now the Curlian camera only photographs people's auras or objects auras unless you succeed on a wits and occult roll, in which case you can have that have it also reveals ghosts and supernaturals. I feel like wits and occult is not a hard roll for Kayla. Probably not. Kayla seems like a wits and occult kind of person. Um she will she will actually just Hold that thought and hold that camera. And she goes into a go goes back into her car and comes out with a uh, a stand. Hmm? Because no surprise, the journalist has a lot of recording equipment <laughs> equipment and stands for yeah. particular situations. That makes sense to me. And sets up her 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 handheld with with that 
with the stand and she'll hold on to I'm just standing back with my seeing eye dog in case I need to blast fire at something because I might have a slightly better shot of damaging demons because yeah. my magic fire is pretty universal. Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of I've got yeah. a whole bunch of like ghost hunters style ghost hunting equipment that can be used to find and detect ghosts, but I am a walking ghost detector, so I don't really use it all that much. And so it's like, oh wait, mm. I could hand this to other people. <laughs> okay, you're probably not getting it back. That's fine. I can afford to replace it. <laughs> you can now add a curly and camera to your inventory, Jeremy. <laughs> um, so you all begin to set up and yeah, to uh, Nikolai who has the eye of raw active and uh, Zero who has the plasmic call installed. Um, you begin to see and perceive this swirling ectoplasmic energy begin to sort of rise in the area as if Colleen's sheer presence has awakened something in this area. Does it appear to be contiguous or several different individual independent phenomena? It's more of a... It's more of a convalescence like several several different streams and specks and atoms of energy are converging but but one nexus point of convergence not multiple yeah there seems to be one central convergence point which is near colleen nico's just kind of kind of post up on that a little bit and get in position just to see what's going on then Um, and actually I need to check something very quick because one of you has a thing that your character is not aware of. Um, I'm secretly in I, I don't recall what Crowley's dread powers are. I assume none of them would be applicable to this situation. I don't think they were. I think um, Crowley's dread powers were not immediately applicable. Yeah, totally. I assume. I just. Are they not written on the character sheet? They're not on the sheet. The only thing that's on the sheet are the innocuous and through eyes thing that he gets for being a familiar. Mm. Um, we'll have to put those down at some point just so we yeah, have confirmation. Yeah, all right. No worries. Okay, I need to check something. What page was that on, Paul, by the way? Or Craig? Uh, let oh. me see. Sorry, they are on the sheet under endowments. Oh, are they? Okay. None of them should, from what I know. Was that... In, was that... Uh, That's in mor- Spirit Slayers or Mortal Remains? Yeah, Mortal Remains. The one that doesn't have everything organized by compact or conspiracy. Yeah, because they had so much... 20, 28. Okay. There we go. Yeah, so um, while this is happening, you also 
begin to see this this convex this this convalescence of energies uh paul that sort of swirls in from the outer bounds of this of this dead zone beginning to coalesce sort of swirling around colleen as if she was in the eye of a hurricane um paul blinks and says i i I, if i'm still standing near nico i'll look over at nico and says i can't imagine what that's looking like to you if this is what the rest of us are seeing you're muted, Jack. Uh, shiny, yeah. You see ghosts or spirits or anything shooting out of it? Uh, it's mostly a convergence. <coughs> kind of has a little bit of a, you know, Aurora Borealis mixed with a solar flare and a little bit of, I'd say, Star Trek Voyager. Is question question to the storyteller? Is this a situation of of sort of is the orange I see the same as the orange you see? Like is 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 that how it looks to Paul, or is he experiencing it in a, in a different way? It's vaguely similar at the very least. Okay, like you might not see it exactly the same um, because his is brought on by an alchemical mixture and yours is brought on by a magic item. Right. That's, um, that's what I was, I, I was wondering how different that is. But it, it definitely follows the same similar patterns. You might see differences of coloration. You might see differences of brightness. Um, but you can definitely both make out the fact that it is energy coalescing around Colleen. Okay. Does she look okay? Her hair is picking up in the wind that is suddenly here that wasn't there a minute ago, but otherwise she seems fine. Okay. And she takes. I'm assuming that these people that that brother kindness and calling who are currently standing still are not people that I need with the cult rolls to frame the shot right on. No. So I take note of their auras currently. Yep. And prepare to see if they change. So, um, as, as you, as you take photos and as Colleen takes just a couple of steps forward and looks around. I know you said photos, but I heard as you take photos and I'm just (laughs) picturing Kayla pulling hobbits out of the ground. (laughs) You, you have the one ring. I need to see it for a second. Like pulling back here. Your destiny is important. And the reason you are important is because you're bad at things. A successful series of. If the one ring shows up, we're we're leaving this particular patch of land. I don't care. If the one ring shows up, it will take five seconds for Paul to go from like bumbling Englishman to full on Andy Circus. (laughs) (laughs) To get shot in the head, you're absolutely right. Spanner becomes Smeagol like that. (laughs) Yeah, like just like right away. You won't go back to Nina's house. I'll stay here and guard it. <laughs> that's that's when a, that's when a Chiron group cleanup squad comes in, and, <laughs> exactly. and the campaign ends. <laughs> Bring it, bitches. <laughs> so. As as Colleen sort of st- takes a couple steps forward and looks around and kind of looks up and just 
father. And you see that energy, those of you that can see it, kind of begin to increase in strength. Does it look like it's forming into something or just like it's getting mad? It seems to be converging. And as it, as it does, a shape begins to form. For those of you who can see the, who can see the twilight and see the ethereal, um, and a few moments later, even those of you who can't see into the twilight begin to see a faint glow begin to form in the air in front of Colleen. As first, the shape only begins to form to those who can see the twilight, and then a few moments later, it becomes to be it comes to be visible to those who have normal sight. The outline of a man, the flowing shape of what was probably once a long coat, um, the well-worn uh, face of someone who has seen much and experienced more than one could possibly imagine, his hair kind of blown back by wind and just wild and... <sighs> While not unkempt, certainly an amount of scraggly that is formative of someone who only does enough to keep their hair maintained. Um, this person has the has the appearance of someone who only puts as much effort into their appearance as is required to be passable, and not an ounce more. And is dressed in the in the garb of someone who is willing and likely has done simply pick up and leave and walk any at any moment that the inspiration strikes them this is a wanderer through and through that is forming in the shape of a weary-eyed and somewhat beleaguered but definitely intrigued and suddenly interested ghosts that begins to form before Colleen as its shape comes to be apparent to everyone, including those of you who only have normal sight. Those of you who can see into the twilight see that this, this spirit is radiant with energy. Uh, the the twilight hues and energy that that form its being outclasses any ghost that you might have seen before. Um, as it is sort of a nexus of energy that you would equate with dozens of ghosts, not just a single one. Um, so what we're but saying is, I don't need a I don't need a wits composure roll to feel the locus of energy right now. No, you don't. Um, in fact, those of you who can't even see the supernatural can at least see the ghost. They can't. You can't tell how strong, how potent it is, but you can definitely see the ghost without needing to be able to see the supernatural. Drew's just sitting over here, like I, I sure feel a chill that seems magic. Yep, <laughs> being blind. Um, and 
as as the ghost speaks, it speaks with this tone that is sepulchral, this faint echo of long lived ago that is almost like the toning of a, of of an ancient bell as he speaks. My dear girl, I did not expect to ever lay eyes upon you in this life or the next. Yet here you are. How can I help? And Colleen kind of looks uncertain for a minute and just kind of takes in the scene and kind of looks over her shoulder at the rest of you like, what do I do now? Um, I just Paul, fr- fried chicken sandwich, waffle fries, and a large root beer. Uh, Paul will just nod encouragingly, or attempt to nod encouragingly towards her. I will gesture towards uh, the ghost and say, God machine. Kayla's entire expression, body posture, language, and she's not actively shouting out the words, but she might as well be screams, this is the worst fucking idea. (laughs) (laughs) Especially based on what she's seeing through that damn camera. Oh, yeah. (laughs) the The photos coming from the camera are breathtaking in more than one way. Um, do, you, do you want us to ask some questions? She kind of looks back up. The only questions I can think of right now are all personal. So if you guys have anything that you need to know, just, yeah. I'll step up. Something is drawing monsters into the city. Something that we surmise is related to the work you were doing and to Colleen's existence. Do you know what this is, this terminus tendency? As someone in the background goes, title drop. Right? (laughs) (laughs) They said your name in the movie. (laughs) The the ghost sort of turns these, these hollow eyes that to you who can see almost seem like miniature stars as he looks over at you. The energy that coalesces here draws like a magnet to the natural powers of the supernatural. And Colleen being born of the energies that I sought to control is a useful goal to any and many would see her merely as an object to be used. What draws them, well, there are dark powers at work. The tendency, as you speak, as you call it, is not a magnetic phenomenon as the energy itself is, but the operation of creatures that 
work in the shadows and beyond the veil, the the puppet masters of the events that have haunted you are powerful and seek control of that which I have wrought. Is there a way to remove this power or disseminate it? It is as yet unstable. The energies of the divine engine, the god machine that I sought to create, are still nascent, still larval. They cannot be harnessed or tempered until they have grown to fruition. To attempt to seal them away risks annihilation. To attempt to disperse them risks Armageddon. So how do we avoid fucking Armageddon? The Puppet Master's efforts must be stopped. Yeah, as far as those Puppet Masters go, uh, names, addresses, anything? Sleeping patterns, favorite dive bars. License plates. Number of Social security number. Any information you could provide. Socials would be good. Socials would be real good. (laughs) A council of ancient beings from each walk of life. The puppet masters that walk behind the scenes of the supernatural. Ancient dark fae. Vampires of the oldest days. Wolves of the darkest aspect. The dead, the lords of the dead. Mages of boundless ambition like myself. So are we going to have to go through several thematically constructed temples in order to acquire a variety of gemstones? Or is there perhaps a building we could collapse on top of them all? I was going to say... Yeah, is there like a button? (laughs) Where are the alphas? (laughs) (laughs) So we can chain them all in a thing and have a guy named Crowley. Only (laughs) idiots would do that. (laughs) Open a door to purgatory and shove them all in. The first key. And next season, we're fighting Leviathans. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. The universe is going to end while we're making out of character jokes. You realize this? Yeah, that's probably the correct way for the universe to end. <laughs> the first key lies in the one who would command darkness the one who would lead an army of those who drink the life of others. Okay, let's... Back to the the colonel. Talk non-poetic here. So you mean, like, inside of him? 
Like, when you say first key, are we literally going to a bunch of people and pulling out quest stones from them? He is a servant of one of the Darker Lords. Through him, you may find the Nakalavi. Why would we want to find the Nakalavi? From what I understand, that's a terrible idea. This is the bit where, you know, you have to kill it in order to... Jesus. So again, with the not-so-poeticness, when we say... uh, can we lay it out in, in, in words that are a little less old English and a little more um, eighth grade reading level? The Nuckle of V is the least of the puppet masters. Through the Colonel, you can find him. He is the one that you might be able to handle now. And through the strength you may gain through defeating him, you may find the strength to handle the others. So it sounds like the season finale is killing the knuckle. Zero says in character because he's a very pop culture savvy. <laughs> okay, now back to the non poeticness. Giving the power. Are you saying that there's some that after we killed the this thing the knucklehead there's something that we have to harvest from it like could god's sakes i understand you're the ghost of a mage but could you please speak in normal language oh trust me i fully intend to harvest something out of the knuckle of it we're gonna have a conversation about that but (laughs) (laughs) And, and and even before we get to that point I assume the colonel, given past interactions, is not going to willingly put us in contact with his boss. Do you have any methods for us to use to unwillingly force him to put us in contact? He is bound like any servant to its master. When, he, when the knuckle of E calls, he must answer. What you're saying is we should trap him in a box, starve him until he's desperate, and then when his master calls, follow him back. You think Nina's going to let us use a bathroom again? Oh, I have, <laughs> I have facilities. I have facilities. Hey, chain him up, heat up a, heat up a fucking tire iron to, 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 to white levels. That should be pretty close to what we need, right? I mean, we can just take him to my torture suite. So, a torture during this. Oh, yeah, why do you have a torture suite? Get, see, I didn't start follow, researching you guys until like uh, not right away, so I didn't know about that. I mean, so, I industrial. During this entire conversation, Drew has just increasingly a face palm. Like that is his contribution here. So. Deal with the leader of the vampires who will then lead us to the Knuckle of V, whom we can kill, and through killing, somehow gain the somehow gain either knowledge, technology, items, equipment, or simply pieces of the bastard with which we can then kill the others. Yeah, could you spell that one out? I believe that's probably as far out as, out as it's going to be spelled. Okay. All right. 
my question is you said first key how many keys are there well, let's see there's nine worlds in mario um, <laughs> sorry, eight, eight worlds in mario so our princess has to be in another castle seven times the council number six and each has at least one lieutenant or six keys awesome <sighs> so to get started um I have a question to ask, but not specifically relevant to this part of the conversation. So if anyone else has any uh, specifics with regard to the, the Colonel or Nuklevi or this council? How do we, how do we kill the Nuklevi? By, by fighting like your life depends on it, because it will. I was hoping that you might say cold iron is his weakness or something like yeah. that. <laughs> like he is a creation of Fey. That which harms fairies and demons may do well against him. I don't but it like will that. not be an easy fight. So stab him repeatedly with a cold iron dagger. Got it. <laughs> this whole place used to be your workshop, is what we've been told. <laughs> It was. My arrogance has leveled it, but... Anything left under the rubble that you know of? He sort of turns and sort of hovers in space and kind of waves a hand over an area, and you see a patch of the grass kind of die away and wither. And underneath, you see that there is the faint outline of a floor hatch that has been covered in dirt. Oh, shit, son! Ah, a loot box. <laughs> Paul is also sort of edging mirror. Okay, question. Keep talking, guys, and Nico goes over to go investigate. If we hadn't asked, would you have eaten? Ah! I hate ghosts! <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts hate Luigi. What can I say? Like, I feel like... So, since you haven't definitively said no, let me re-ask the question. Once we, once we kill this thing, how do we harvest the power? That depends on you. Oh my god! <laughs> you're, asking, you're asking a mad wizard who attempted to create something called the God Machine, died attempted. for his attempts, died Did. for his attempts, and subsequently became a ghost uh, that appears to occupy a nascent, a nascent line of spiritual energy to talk in non-riddle fashion. I'm Are you aware of how useless that quest gesture is? I'm just saying he seems to be pretty good at it until it gets to certain questions. <laughs> what do the man on fire and, and the woman with the cursed blade have to do with this? They are a byproduct of the chaos that has been sown. One, an experiment loosed, the other, a woman cursed. But each is a pawn. Well, they may not know it, 
They are being used by the council. Do they bear keys? No, but they do bear strength. Strength that could be yours and aid in your battle against the first of the lieutenants and the first of the council. If you are able to wield it. Paul looks around to see if anyone else is going to ask something. What little more aid that I can give is this. What you seek, the strength that you will find, I cannot force you to take. It is not in the power of any to steer fate. All I can say is that the opportunity will be presented to you, and you will have to act upon it. I'll be sure to bring my scalpel. Jeremy a migraine. <laughs> um Colleen. I think it's your turn. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to go and inspect, I've just I have I only have personal questions. I am, she says. I am pretty confident this ghost is not going to poltergeist out and throw Colleen through a building, so I'm going to follow down wherever Nico uh, Nico went. Oh, Pauline leans over, well, not leans over, but just approaches Colleen and says, do you, do you want some privacy for this part of the conversation? Let's see. That'd be nice, yeah. Um, and he says, I don't know if this is um, anything that you've thought about um, or if it's something that maybe you already know and we just haven't talked about it, but um, if you don't know, you think it's a reasonable part of the question and something you might like to find out. Um, ask it if you still got any family. She kind of nods. And she kind of sits down and looks up at the ghost who looks down at her for a second and hovers downward and seems to assume a sitting position in front of her as they begin to have a conversation. <laughs> Paul's look of concern uh, and and at, at Colleen sort of fades as his head turns back towards the hatch and he scuttles very quickly in that direction. Which Nico's already inspecting and it, it's yeah. it's a it's a metal it's a metal it's trapdoor um, and with the with the dirt cleared away you can see there's a handhold that you can lift. It's heavy but you can lift it. Lift. Uh, um, Paul, if unless Nico has already done it, but, oh, already done it. Okay, <laughs> I, then I think as that happened, Paul goes, "Well, traps." This is hardly a Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Not everything you find is trapped. Um, Paul says, "Look, if you've been through as many labyrinths as I have, you wouldn't be that cavalier about the absence of traps. Believe me." A ditto goes for mages' layers. So, I appreciate your expertise in certain fields. 
So, so I also vaporized find... is Nico by this point. <laughs> <laughs> He's finishing his disclaimers. Um, you, uh, you, you lift and you definitely see a point where there was probably some kind of physical trap mm-hmm. uh, that has been blasted away, presumably in whatever level this is on. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are like defi- stairs definitely... or a ladder. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's a series of stairs that go down. Trump, 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 Trump. I'll just sighs and follows. Smartphones um, out, LED on. <laughs> what is everyone else doing while the three of them are heading down? Not, Shit's gone down. Not moving a muscle from where I'm at. Okay. You're just watching Colleen have a conversation with her father. Yep, because we're not leaving the, we're not leaving the crazy mage who she still doesn't entirely trust with the god machine. It's it's ghost dad with believe it or not, a less problematic lead. <laughs> I appreciate you right now. <laughs> uh Kayla will get a text off to Diana Hole. Dream loud if you do. And the, the conversation between Colleen and uh and Alexander kind of quiets to the point that it's just the two of them speaking and it's difficult to hear. Um, I turn up the audio. <laughs> crank up that audio gain and get that shotgun mic pointed. go up as the headphones go in. <laughs> <laughs> there is absolutely zero trust here. Sorry, Colleen. I mean, you're mostly picking up personal conversation, like, do I have a mom? And right. is there anyone else alive? Is there a family? you know what what was home like um fair enough um and the rest of you while you are uh headed down the stairs i find a plus three vorpal dagger (laughs) of not lovely slaying (laughs) (laughs) but does it have wind fury no it does not fury See, see, that one's already in circulation. You have to harvest it off of, of the uh, lady with the stabby curse magic. Yeah, she's got that one. Um, so, dibs, by the way, um, you you head down, thank you very much. And there is a heavy wooden door at the bottom of these stairs. And Jack, you're muted. Open the door. Uh, <laughs> I try to stop him this time. <laughs> uh, you, you probably caught up to him by this point. So <laughs> are you going to try and stop him from barreling through into this next yes, room? I super am after we already saw one trap. We saw the remnants of a trap. It was not a trap. That doesn't make it better. Um, Nico has a very specific trap disarming technique, which is they usually are disarmed after you step on them. Yes. I I... follow behind Spanner so that if the trap goes off, it kills those two and not me. (laughs) I just want to note that this is our medic talking about Conway's trap detection. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'm not kidding. I would like to try to stop him from opening the door. Um, go ahead and roll me uh, dexterity and athletics. 
contested with Nico. Yeah, go ahead. Do the same, Nico. We'll see which of you is faster at moving. This will probably not be that difficult for, for, for Spanner. Forget how I roll. One success. <laughs> but it's a ten. Three successes. Yeah, so Spanner, you, you sort of dart your way down the stairs and sort of catch him by the arm. He's about to barrel through the wooden yeah. door. I, What's up? Look, just, I promise I'll let you go in first. Not going to argue with you on that. You get to walk first through all the doors. Just give me 30 seconds to take a look. All right? All right. Yeah, I know that, that, that makes sense. I know the one upstairs is burned out. It just means there might be more. Um, all right. And what do I roll to take a look and see? Uh, wits and um, composure. Ooh, can I roll that too? Um, yep. Would it? Are you sure it's not tra- it, it's not crafts for trap? Uh, if you want to use crafts, you can. What's in crafts? Actually, it's. I guess it's. It, it's ultimately the same either way. I just. I have a specialization in traps. Jeez. For my conspiracy. <laughs> uh, did you add willpower to that for some reason? No, I've still got eye of Ra active, so I get an extra four <laughs> dice to my uh, perception checks, basically. Okay. <laughs> and I oh, rolled wait, a no, shit I ton my, of tens. <laughs> I add my conspiracy to trap rolls. That's what it is. All right, that's what I roll. Nico rolls high enough to see that Zero has put his sunglasses back on. Okay. <laughs> so you definitely see before I do. Yeah. Um, so, Nico, as you sort of stare at this door, and now that he's told you to look for traps, you stare at it, and your mind just kind of focuses, and, like, your... your, your, your um, your peripheral vision kind of like zones in and you start to Sherlock Holmes the door. Um, and as, as you, as you observe almost like this sort of heads up display in your mind's right. eye, just kind of analyzing and observing. I am um, system active. <laughs> Paul is just sort of gently tapping. <laughs> um, you notice that um, there are at least three different traps on this door each however as you look closer each of them has been disarmed prior to you getting here so nico will just very uh quickly point out as paul's like doing his tap investigation well there was one here and there was one here and there was one here but they look deactivated to me you're the expert though paul just turns around and looks at me and says you can see all that with your new prescription, and you it's still a, open the damn doors it's without a, checking. It, it, it's a nice brew. I, After I fig- you, he he seemed polite. I figured you know he would have he would have rung all the doorbells for us. So anyway, um, Nico will open the door and walk through. <laughs> Paul will do that a, a literal half bow and gesture <laughs> in front of him. So you, you open the door, and from one of those traps, there is a like it looks like it would have been some kind of magical energy trap, and there's this spark of electricity that sort of cascades out towards you, and then just curves back and grounds itself back into the wall without without threatening you. Neat. Paul will mark That's that fancy. for harvesting if we have time, and then proceed uh probably about five feet behind nico down this hallway so you, you step into a massive library slash laboratory um as you look in Woo. the walls are lined with bookshelves and this room is maybe two or three levels tall um 
and every wall has is completely covered in bookshelves and there are tables set out throughout the entire center mass of this area with a variety of reagents and experiments and ingredients set out and magic circles have been drawn in certain spots and you are looking at the messiest grand archmage's laboratory gentlemen before we move any further paul is already taking pictures I would suggest that in an effort to maintain the alliance that we have currently established, we do not, we refrain from informing our respective organizations of the location of this place until after we have dealt with, at the very least, the knuckle of e. I would hate to have to kill you. That's a little bit of a non sequitur and kind of aggressive, but I think I'm picking up the general thematics if we, if behind we, the statement. If we inform our various organizations of the location of this wealth, they will all want to acquire it at the expense of the others without question and without concern for whatever greater threat the city is currently facing. It would probably be in the best interest of cooperation that we save that particular fight for after we've dealt with our problem. I wonder if there's any knuckle books down here. Hmm? Possibly. In addition to the books and the circles and so forth, is there anything in here that specifically looks like it is a magical item or items? Um, there are... this, this is clearly where things were created. Are any of the created things still here? Uh, Romy Whitson composure. Can I do the same, but I'm looking at the various ingredients and stuff, seeing if there's anything of alchemical significance? Sure. I'm also looking for magic items. <laughs> Go ahead. Any, anything that we... If, can I add my conspiracy to this? Uh, you can add your professional training to this. Okay. It's even better. Um, I'm just sort of following behind. Uh, anything I noticed down here? Or... Are you looking for anything in particular? You can always make me a general role, but are you looking for anything in specific? Uh... Aside from like things that might jump out to me as a person, not not really. Okay, let's make a general roll then. Okay. I'm also just doing like a general scan of the room. Yep, go ahead and make that roll for me as well. Uh, do I get any bonus for my conspiracy dots? Uh, this is not quite your field, so okay. no. That's fine. Zero success. All right. So, um, Drew, this area seems pretty clean. You're not seeing any. You're not seeing any immediate threats in the vicinity. Um, Nikolai, as you look around on the tables, there is all sorts of alchemical reagents and ingredients that might be of use to you, sort of lying around. And as you look around, you can see on the back wall there's a table. And you can see a good half dozen feathers from a Bennu bird in a rack. Well, hot damn. Yep, we're going to go see if we can snag that. He's just going to start scraping things into a bag. Yeah. Yeah. There's an incredible variety of alchemical ingredients here. And they, they range from anything from, like, modern day chemical dosages to ancient, you know, medieval materials, you know, eye of, eye of a frog, liver of a bat, etc. Bennu bird feathers. And then you've just got like naproxen and just random chemicals right. that might be useful. 
cool. Hey, this is this is this is a real treasure trove, you know. It's hard to ethically source a good bat liver these days. I'm 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 really excited. Are are you <laughs> confident that these are ethically sourced? I'm confident that I didn't have to do anything unethical to get these. Do I see anything, William? Okay. Uh, so with your with your four successes, um, as you as you look around. Um, you sort of see uh, something that seems familiar to you as you as you sort of look around. You see a uh, a statue of a man standing upright, holding a cane between his hands as he sort of stands and looks out forward. And there's sort of like this very square base of, of this statue. You've seen this statue somewhere before. It, would that be a separate role to place it? Potentially, if you wanted okay. to just make an intelligence and composure role. Okay. Oh no. Okay. I, I as a player think I just realized. Um two successes. I mean, if you as a player just realized you're probably correct. Is it from the apartment? Yeah, you, you, you yeah, you you've seen I was gonna say that's some session statue. one shit, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um I, oh, okay, all right. Um, and Paul will, will turn back to Zaro and say, um, honestly, I've got to agree. I think having, uh, having all of our organizations engaging in a turf war over this um, is, is not going to do anybody any favors, including all the good people of Atlanta who should remain ignorant to this sort of thing. My proposal, and he addresses everybody else, would be that once we address the issue with the Nuclear V, we inform jointly inform our organizations and arrange for a joint task force to approach with joint approval and divide up uh, the knowledge that can be found herein. You do realize that proposal leaves me with the unenviable task of having to perform diplomacy with the heads of your respective organizations in the Atlanta area. No, it doesn't put you in. I, we contact our own organization. Head of my organization's Atlanta branch because I'm the only one here. But the point is actually still relevant. Um, or, I mean, if you guys want to, but if we've got a plot line that involves a six-boss battle arc maybe we hold off on the whole dividing of this kind of spoils until after that's all done i would agree with that counter offer that's that's fine as well i just my concern is that we don't have conspiracy on conspiracy violence when all of our conspiracies need to be pointed outwards at the other threats mm, mm-hmm. no that that makes sense also i would like to uh put forth that we call this- Paul because i feel like he's gonna get us to agree to this and then immediately go uh 
Ninja? Is that the MMO term for this? Uh, right. It's ninja, ninja looting. Ninja all this no, okay, I, I don't I don't know why you're blaming Paul when one of <laughs> one person is already literally shoving shit into a bag. Yeah, but I'm doing it, at least I'm doing it in front of you guys. Yeah, but, um, but that's I, not ninja looting. That is need because this is my class. <laughs> that's need before greed. Anyways. Oh um, yeah, no, that that's well, yes. We don't, yeah. Hey, the, you just didn't collect books. Um I would agree. What? I would agree that such a proposal would be in the best interest of all. Paul Paul will look around at the others and see how they're leaning. I'll agree to this under one condition. I get to name this place and we're calling it the Library of Alexandria. Wouldn't the Library of Alexander work more appropriately? It's a reference and genders and blah 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 blah. I'm going for the historical bit. I was um, more that's the name of the person who built it, but okay. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul um, kind of hooks a thumb towards towards Nico and says, um, and Nico, um, through his actions, also brings up a good point. My additional suggestion that would be that with the supervision of all present, each of us looks through and determines if there's anything of value here that we can take with us to put to immediate use. I'm not particularly expert at a, at finding, locating, and ascertaining the nature of magically crafted items. I'm more of a biological specimen on that aspect. But if you should find any magical knives or bow and arrows, those are my expertise on, on the field of combat. All right. Uh, and, and just waiting to hear from, uh, I guess, Kayla is still up, up above. Yeah, Astrid and Drew are the other two. Okay, yeah, I, I'm just confirming that Kayla wasn't here. So yeah. yeah, looking at Astrid and Drew for their thoughts. About this time, Nico gets a text that says, are you all dead yet? Yeah, uh, what comes back is a series of very, uh, of cell phone photographs of the interior of this place. Responded, have you all killed each other for it yet? Discussing that now. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so, William, as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, because I may be getting this wrong. For the Lucifuge, aside from you might use it for demonic evil, the main questions around, like, a site of a mage lair are just, is there anything Lucifuge here? Yeah, generally speaking, uh, when it comes to things that we want you to find and bring back, it's usually anything demon-related or anything, you know, related to the Lucifuge and the finding of other members. Okay. I'm not sharing that, but I just wanted to make sure I understand. <laughs> um, it works for me. But I still do want to do that uh, insight check to see if anyone's negotiating under the assumption that they will wrangle this compromise and then subvert it. <laughs> sure, roll me wits, wits and um, empathy. Is discern intent a relevant specialty? I feel like... Yes, yes it is. My journalistic status is coming into play at last. <laughs> journalistic. Air quotes. <laughs> Two um, successes. 
I'll, I'll go ahead and start because I'm not I'm not rolling to contest it because Zero, you can tell that Zero, what Zero said previously was absolutely true. He is the director of operations for the Chiron group, so there isn't actually anybody else to report to. And he definitely doesn't want to have because the the task force to uh, to split up the to split up all the stuff between the uh, chapters would require him having negotiation and diplomatic conferences with the heads of the other conspiracies Atlanta branches, and he really doesn't want he wants to put that off as far as possible. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a conversation for later. <laughs> So yes, he is fully up front with the let's deal with that another time. <laughs> yeah. So what what because I would assume Drew is is really trying to figure out if Paul is 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 lying here. What yeah, am I the only? two people who have the resources and contacts to my to my knowledge to essentially just come back and take the stuff after everyone agrees to leave it alone are yeah. The agent in the Chiron. Yeah, so Zero and Paul. So you yeah. two are definitely of more suspicious. So what what but, do I roll? Uh, if you uh, roll me... Uh, well, the main question is... Just, you know what? Uh, whisper me either... If you if you do intend to potentially come back and see if you can snag something for the order out uh, outside of this agreement, whisper to me manipulation and subterfuge. If you don't, whisper to me presence and charisma, and I will make the roll for you. Uh, would that be presence and persuasion or, or expression? Pre or pre presence, yeah, presence and presence and expression. Okay, I will make this roll for you. Uh, Paul seems to be genuine. He, he he definitely seems to be like, let's not have a fight here while we're in the middle of, you know, potential apocalyptic situation over this over these items. As, okay. as you're watching Nico around the room, Drew, um, he seems to be looking at this for the very evaluative eye. Like he's considering the potential applications and use and best pragmatic employment of the area. Mm -hmm. um, Paul, Paul looks at Astrid and says, what about you? Do you think you and your folks are, will be all right with this as well? Um, I mean, I'm okay with it. I don't know about them, but I honestly don't care right now. I'm okay with it. Right. Um, and Paul, then Paul says, then in the interest of full disclosure, and he reaches into his jacket and pulls out um, a sort of, uh, William, correct me if I'm describing this wrong, but sort of a steampunkish looking pocket watch. Yeah, it's like a little timepiece, like circular timepiece thing. And holds it up and says, who wants to see a magic trick? Pick me. Um, and I will give it a spin in the uh, forward direction. 
Yeah. So you you uh, you you look over at the statue and sort of spin the dial on the timepiece forward. Um, and as all of you are watching, you see the statue that he points out that is of this sort of adult male with the with a, a staff between his hands sort of slowly begin. The stone itself seems to crack and age and crumble as cracks form on it as the statue itself begins to lean forward and shift so that the staff is placed on the ground with one hand using it to lean on as the figure becomes ever more hunched as the statue itself seems to age and the person depicted in it seems to age rapidly. Uh, And as the statue reaches the age of an elderly old man, a line draws itself in the base of the statue as a drawer appears that can be pulled out from the base. Ooh, fancy. Paul heads over and uh, unless anybody stops him, we'll open the, the drawer. Uh, actually, I'm going to check for traps. <laughs> I'm going to let Paul blow up. There's <laughs> a trap. I'm just, I just want to say I'm sitting back just internally giggling at how different this scene would have been if I had not switched out characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, while someone might have been drug unconscious out of this place with a we will talk about this shit later um with an eye with an eye on what paul's doing i would also like to see if there are any viable thermal technology body parts that could be acquired and apply and and removed from this place uh where's the composure Nico uh, just wants to see what, conspiracy. Okay. Nico just wants to see what Paul pulls out of the drawer. So that's what that six successes he, is for he's, me. He's actually not. Um, well, let me. Let, I, I'm checking for traps first. Okay. So uh, it's not trapped. Okay. Um, I, I will slide it open, and I'm not trying to stand in front of it or hide it. Yeah. So um, five successes. In, yeah. Um. Inside, uh, as you as you look around with five successes, um, you definitely find a number of monster parts that could be used. Um, you don't have the capacity to create things with them, but you definitely find like an amount of ectoplasm uh, that could be used for the creation of more plasmic calls for other people. Um, you definitely find um, like the the. The, the severed digits of a couple of different werewolf creatures or like change or changing breeds um, that could definitely be used for like the, the claws required for a weapon of last resort and stuff like that. Paul, uh, Paul, looks, Paul looks like a little kid who just opened up a Nintendo 64 shaped present to find socks inside. No, no, that's, that's, just, that's, that, that's, that's just what, um, that's, that's what zero sees <laughs> okay. around what you see inside you find two items. One, there is a length of ribbon of spun silk of a blood red coloration that is roughly like 20 feet, just sort of, and about this thick of this just length of spun silk ribbon. The other thing that you find is a a small sphere that has the icon of a blood red sun 
um, emblazoned upon it. <laughs> All right, going back to the Christmas morning, Paul's like, Nintendo 64! <laughs> <laughs> um, can I roll to see if I know what those are in character? Um, what would this even be? Um, Conspiracy plus professional training, maybe? Yes. Or, or academic research? I, I don't this would be intelligence and academics, and you can add your conspiracy. Okay. Um, and, and I also get a bonus uh, on academic roles to identify artifacts, too. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so that's actually... You said uh, add conspiracy to it? Yeah. Okay, so it's a total of five. Extra. Seven successes. Nice! So, you're not completely certain, but there is an amount of visible indicator and similarity that suggests that you might be looking at, if not the items themselves, simulacrums of a couple of the legendary items that some of the groups have been hunting for. Um, the small sphere and the iconography on it, you don't have a lot of specific details on what it looked like, but if you had to guess anything, and based on the slight amount of energy that you can read with your eye, if anything was to be, dis was to be defined as an item called the Crimson Veil, this might be it, or at least something like it. It might be a, an attempt at recreating it or a simulacrum of it. The ribbon, just by comparison, you would have to guess, and based on the amount of knowledge that you have of Norse myth, this looks like this might be the fetters of Fenrir, or at least something, again, a simulacrum of the fetters of Fenrir. Okay. Um... Paul will keep your hand in your pocket, dear. If, if 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 he's not already wearing gloves, will pull on his gloves and very gently reach in and pull each of them up and hold them up so that everyone can see. Ooh, Christmas ornaments. Um, and that's uh, not very descriptive. He he has just a a, a big grin on his face as he turns around and says, "My friends, I think we found our bait." These are at least approximations of this, the Crimson Veil and the Fetters of Fenris. Yeah. Approximations as in fakes, but very well done fakes, or...? I'm not entirely sure yet. We may see, need to see if we can uh, tie up a uh, giant bloody world-ending wolf and... Uh, See if we can get a vampire to walk in sunlight. I mean, but if nothing else, I think we've got a way to lure in our our uh, our little keys. It shouldn't be too terribly difficult to stake a vampire, strap this over his face, and hold him outside till morning. Text: Are you dead yet? No, but we found some cool shit. Hmm. Okay. Also, this place might work really well as a hideout, assuming that we can 
still get back to it now that we've found it once. Good to know. Um, Paul says, I trust it goes without saying, we need to keep these things secret and out of sight. So what you're saying is, keep it secret, keep it safe. <laughs> I specifically didn't say that, Nico, but yes, exactly so. Um, and, uh, and he looks around at everybody and says, now, you all know my inclination would be to just stuff these in my pockets, but in the spirit of, co- of cooperation in which we've entered into this enterprise, I'm not going to do that. We also, do need to get these out of here. Also, I don't know if I can take all of you at once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, do, do, do we I wanna, forgot my invisibility belt. So. Do we want to stash him back in the old dude? Um, I'd rather keep them with us so we know where they are. If they're in the old dude, we know where they are. Um... And that way, if one of us does come to an untimely and sticky end at the hands of something dark that goes bump in the night, they don't get the things. <laughs> at least um, not yet. <laughs> my- Paul, Paul, Paul will turn and look at Drew and says, look, you're the one who doesn't trust me the most. Is that all right with you? Drew will think about In this context, question i have is uh, are we sure we can get back here because it it would be pretty bad to leave these items and then not be able to find them again um is nico texting or is he still stuffing stuff into the bag uh, Nico's Nico's probably stuffed everything he's going to on this trip <laughs> into the bag and is just texting uh Kayla, at this point, um, Nico, can can uh, um, can you send uh, a, a message to Kayla upstairs and uh, ask her to ask uh, Mr. Ghosty if uh, if we're going to be able to get back here? Yeah, sure. Hey, can you ask the fady energy guy who's talking to our small ward as to whether or not it's going to be? possible if we leave these premises to refind them in the future our, uh, the reply comes back first of all that's not a very nice thing to call our armageddon device second of all sure let me just interrupt them and see okay hey question uh the conversation stops for a second the ghost Sorry. turns I, I i did not intend to interrupt but the, the the loot hunters downstairs have a question, which is: Is this a one-way trip to 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 Alexander Sanctumville, or do we get to come back later? You were led here once by one who knows the path, and thus have found it yourself. You will be able to find this place again. Cool. Thanks. So yeah, you, uh, uh, Nico will get a text. Imagine, imagine the fray. Imagine, yes, 
in the most flowery terms possible. He'll just text back, thank. (laughs) And you notice that the weird, like, cryptic riddle nature of his conversation is only when he's talking to the group of you. Whenever he's talking directly to Colleen, he's speaking like a father to his daughter. Cool. Yep, he's a dick. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or there's something or there's something else at, at work here, but you yeah. Know. Okay. I'm going with that. <laughs> but we're when, us, when William, on, so we're gonna say he's a dick. When he's on tea break from his Oracle job, he gets to speak normally. Um, William. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for three specific things. Yes. And seeing if there are anything with my five, seeing if any of these are around. Do I see anything that looks like they might be either werewolf or vampire ligaments? Do I see anything that looks like it might be a regenerative node? Uh, and do I see anything that looks like they that looks like a pair of yellow crystals that are specifically together? Possibly. Um I'm looking for the raw components for Devil's Eyes, Quick Step, and the Regenerative Nodule. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... If, and if there is a personal defense swarm, then I'll be looking for that, too. Yeah, that, that, one's, that, one's, not a, that one's a Chiron original. That's yeah. not a thing. That, um, you can definitely find muscles from what are likely werewolves or vampires. Um, sort of ligament structures that have been preserved. Um, the regenerator of nodule, probably less likely to find here, um, especially because those things don't keep very long. Like, you have to get them in very special storage to make them last very long at all. Yeah, but um, mage, la- mage lab, I was hoping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as the, the crystals go, there's a variety of different crystal types. There's probably at least one pair that might be useful for what you're looking for. So looking, walking over, grabbing the crystals, walking over, grabbing some of some 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 spare ligament. I could use these. Uh, Paul glances down briefly from the two artifacts he's cradling in his hands and says, "Yeah, I don't think anyone exactly is going to fight over the uh, rest of the drawer full of uh, leftovers." So. Oh. Uh, oh, were we, Nico? Nico, did you share the fact that we could come back? You're muted, Jack. <laughs> and at that point, Nico pop his head up and be like, "Yeah, no, uh, Alexander Fate Boy says that we can we can find our way back here." So, I vote we have a new headquarters. <laughs> um, Not a bad idea, actually. It's hard, it's impossible to find from the outside unless you've been led here, and inside is quite a massive labyrinth of information that we could probably spend quite a while reading through. Plus, um, Colleen can have more father-daughter time. There's that, too. Point. Makes sense. All in, fa- all, in fa- in hotel room anyway. all in favor of putting the items that the monsters are seeking back in the old man statue, raise your hand. Paul, Paul raises the hand holding the crimson veil. 
<laughs> we put it back in the statue then. Um, uh, assuming everybody else is in is in agreement, he will delicately place them uh, back into the statue with a tremendous amount of care and reverence. And then, um, will you remind me again what what we all and and what Paul specifically knows about the fetters of Fenris? Um, from from the understanding that you have, um, they are designed to contain the beast within certain supernatural creatures. Um, they can be used offensively and defensively. Um, from what you've learned from Jack Cross, werewolves can use them to prevent themselves from raging, but they can also use them to forcibly prevent a shifter breed from changing forms. Yeah. Um, yeah. And likewise, they can prevent vampires from accessing the natural bestial nature within, which prevents them from going insane at times, but also prevents them from accessing some of their more aggressive abilities. If, 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 if I wasn't unsure whether or not the Aegis already possessed the Holy Grail, I, I, I would ask you whether or not the, the fetters would be the Aegis's Holy Grail. Um... All of the items that you've been described would be around that level, yes. Yeah. But I mean, especially, you know, Blood of Witch and Wolf style here. Yeah, like, the the fetters, as far as, you, as far as you can surmise, are sort of the ultimate weapon for taming savage monsters. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, I will, you know what? I feel like I need to make a willpower roll. I am keeping an eye on this. Oh, same. Well, metaphor. Intelligence and willpower roll here. Go for it. How do I tag willpower? You don't. You Uh, just added it as modifier. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. I think that's probably enough. So he, he, he puts both of them back in um, and then turns the uh, uh, the clock back to, uh, uh, or I guess, tr- yeah, turns the clock backwards. Counterclock. Yes. You turn it back and the statue rises up again and seems to de-age. The cracks in the stone disappear. The line of the, of the, of the, um, of the drawer disappears. And it's once again, it's the statue of a young man standing. Is that pocket watch useful for anything other than turning statues old? Uh, as far as I'm aware, that's about it. It's specifically enchanted for this sort of purpose. Perhaps then, to keep everyone honest, we should find some place to secrete it away within the premises. Mm, with respect, it was mine before we came here. I'm glad it proved useful, but uh, I have other locations requiring its use as well. Yes, but without us knowing where it is or when it's been used, it's entirely possible for you to come back here alone, turn the old man old again, remove the items from the cubby, turn the old man young again, and we'd be never the wiser. Which is why I'm going to suggest that someone else take up permanent residence here when we're all not out in the field. Fair enough. And, and, um... Paul, Paul looks around at the others and says, so what do you say? Anyone want to join me here in uh, in our new research hub? 
Oh, oh, you're 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 wondering if anybody here would like to live in a crazy ass laboratory that seems to be significantly designed for research development and yeah, fucking A. All right, Rumi. Well what do you say we uh go ahead and find ourselves some living space? Yeah. That it's probably more polite than in stealing Astrid's couch from her vampire brother. Uh, he doesn't sleep on the couch. She sleeps on the couch. <laughs> it's a metaphor. You put it between your teeth. So to clarify, so to clarify, Nico, Drew, and Paul will be taking up residence here. <laughs> the, the odd couple theme starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> My roommates keep trying to kill me. <laughs> this is a, I believe that is a suitably distrustful enough arrangement to maintain some equilibrium. <laughs> I guess we ought to establish any of us as sleepwalkers so that someone else doesn't incinerate them when they are uh, just going to the bathroom or to get a snack uh, rather than trying to steal these uh, priceless artifacts. Eh? 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 Well, I have magical dreams. I have to go buy a generator. Mm -hmm. We can have one brought in if you'd like. Sure. Um, Whatevs. Can you get me a bed sent in, but not one of the ones with the box spring, something with a nice firm bottom to it? My back's not what it used to be. Absolutely. <laughs> the way you say that makes me think that he's going to specifically ask for a box spring to be brought in. <laughs> no, I will ask for whatever. If if anyone has any specific requests for furnishing, please feel free to forward them through me. That's that's only because Zero is a terrible person, and everything he says makes it sound like he's going to stab you immediately after saying. <laughs> I feel like there's some amount of prejudice to the way I talk. Moderate efforts to be accommodated. You mean villain talk? Yeah. <laughs> um. He just has resting villain face. <laughs> he has no, re- no. Resting villain voice. There you go. Resting villain voice. <laughs> That's the problem. Are you saying that his face doesn't also look exactly like that? I mean, he also has a resting villain face, but still. <laughs> Paul, Paul points upwards and says, I think the one other thing we haven't discussed is that our rather new associate literally is driven to share information, although she has expressed uh, her intent not to overly disseminate harmful information with the public at large. I do have concerns about her agreement, along with the rest of us, to not provide the location of this site. I think that's something else we need to address with her directly and get some form of assurance before we depart. From the interactions that I've had thus far with Kayla Wynn, it seems that her specific objectives are the city not being destroyed in the meantime. So I feel it won't be too large of an ask, but we can certainly have that conversation. Kayla gets a text. Paul's scared you're going to blab this to everybody in the city. Can we get a YN on that? Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, Aaron. It's probably worth framing it to her in the context of anti-Armageddon measures 
as few people knowing about this as possible. Not Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and as a matter of politess, uh, I also don't... Uh, well, I think we need to bring up the fact that it's not presented as a done deal, just something that we discussed as a matter of expediency while we were all here. Not something that, well, this is done and you're stuck with it. We should give her the option to agree as well. There is, after not too terribly long, uh, a photo sent that is a surprisingly effective Photoshop job having been done on the phone <laughs> of Paul. God knows when the picture was taken, but it was taken at some point just with text that says, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Not to the group as a whole, just to Nico. Just to Nico. Hmm. Nico archive that photo. I like to think it's a picture of Paul in the pizzeria outfit that he had to don for the. Almost absolutely. I like to. I like to think it's a picture of Paul in some outfit coming out of a porta potty. <laughs> oh, archive. No, no, guys. No, no. I know what it is. It's him in the pizza outfit with the sandwich in his pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. stuffed in there. <laughs> yeah, I think she'll she'll be cool with that. All right. Well, then uh, why don't we all return upstairs? After you all, I'm only kidding. I'll go first. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> he turns and walks uh, and walks out the door. <laughs> I love Paul. I acquire, also get, I acquire also my get, specimens. Yeah. He also gets um, a text. As I, I was trying to do this before people started leaving. I did want to make one more pass from things that hopefully people have somewhat described to me and also what I can discern for myself between touch and a dog and smell and stuff. Um, there was a specific reference made about how we were going to find something that had the opportunity to change destiny in here. We, we, we found the two things that the vampires and werewolves are coming after. I want to try and determine if those are probably the things we're talking about or if there is something else here that does that. Fair enough. <laughs> um, just go ahead and roll me intelligence and in a cult. And if anyone's like, what are you doing when Drew starts looking at stuff, he will be open about that. <laughs> Paul's doing a haters gonna hate walk back up to the hatch. Fucking hell, never mind. Yeah, it's there's a, a lot of this experimentation stuff you don't quite understand, and a lot of it is written down rather than, you know... Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is just like you're having to squint and read through very small print so it's the one thing I can do but that doesn't make it any easier to be like is this magic or is it yeah. scribbling it looks like scribbling it might be both <laughs> Drew, and, and Drew did not share that openly right that's just something that yeah. he's trying to determine uh, Drew, Drew did not share that openly because he doesn't feel like having a two hour argument about it yeah so I'm assuming everyone eventually heads up 
Yep. Yeah. So, you okay, all have- there's a whole bunch of books down there that you could probably digitize into like a searchable database or something. Like yeah, so you, you all head up and and Colleen is sitting down in conversation with her father. Um sorry, am I interrupting? <laughs> I, does she look okay? Yeah. I mean she she she's genuinely smiling, which is something that you haven't seen a whole lot of from her. Um Paul, will, I, I, who I think is the first one out, will go over to Kayla uh, and say, well, we're back up here. Do you want to go have a look? Uh, for... I, just, I understand what's down there, but, like, is there something specifically I need to see? No, it sounds like we'll be back here relatively often. Just wanted to make sure you feel like you got the opportunity to uh, poke around just as much as the rest of us. I mean, um, I'm not going to be taking any. I'm probably not going to be taking anything down there, at least not permanently. I'm going to be bringing this. I'm going to be bringing <coughs> a hand scanner in, and then somebody else can have all of the information, the well, actual and, physical information. And that's that's part of uh, of something else that was proposed. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I am not planning on sharing it immediately with anybody because I don't want to start Hunter World War Three. That's exactly right. And, and again, we feel maybe a, um, a a bright new age of cooperation can dawn when we finish, uh, uh, finish stopping the end of the world or whatever else is going on. But um, yeah. He reaches out and boops Paul uh, Paul and I was like, you're adorable. Um, and uh, Paul Paul smiles at, with with genuine warmth and, and, and says, you know, I always think there's something to be said in a little bit of optimism at the end of the day, even if you're not even really sure that uh, there's any cause for it. Look, I, I'm an optimist, actually. I really think I am. I'm also just a realist. And when you think of groups like maybe, because all of our groups are, are, are fairly okay. Well, Chiron and Lucy, mostly. I, I think that but, there is a look exchanged between the Chiron and the Lucy. Right. Mostly. Most of us are fairly okay, but that would be that would require a certain amount of once anybody outside of this little circle here knows everybody knows i know i don't know i don't necessarily know every person out there but i know information i know what happens to information and how it gets out and no. the that a group like task force valkyrie finds out yeah. Or, uh, or or the the uh, Ashwood Abbey, or uh, God, the fucking uh, uh, um, the Nazis. The loyalist duel. Um, once they find out, like those cooperation hopes, they're over. No, that's why I think we stick with yeah. with operatives with whom we're familiar, and. Uh, 
and uh, and we go from there. Oh, but, that's uh, the curious thing about operatives that. with whom we're familiar. We mean the people who are here. Correct. And that's the glorious thing about a, about a hand scanner is I can make sure nobody knows where that stuff comes from. Not that I'm sharing it right. Not that I'm sharing it. I'm just saying. No, that's a it's a brilliant idea. Each of us can take it a democratizes you, the information. Right, and each of us can have a copy. And yep. uh, and if everybody knows something, then nobody owns it. Um, and uh, and Paul uh, Paul will look over. Uh, to Drew and 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 say, and say um, Andrew, um, I'd appreciate your help in researching what's there. Um, uh, maybe if uh, if Kayla here can help teach me how to use a hand scanner, we can get things in um, uh, a, a format that's uh, uh, a little bit more accessible for you. Sure. As much as it's potentially useful, and I appreciate it, you do realize that I've spent most of my life reading ancient in texts that are, are written not in an accessible to me way anyways. So so I'm actually fine. Um, and, and, and Paul Shrugs says, and I can read a book without my glasses as long as I hold it with my feet, but uh, that doesn't mean I don't like to have my uh, my spectacles out when I'm doing so. Anyway, John's got his hand up. Mm, I do. Uh, wait. <laughs> yes. Do I happen to... What are the buildings on either side of this blank space of grass um looks like office structure all right i if if we don't already i would like to have the chiron group purchase one of those office buildings and turn it into a and turn it into a clinic and r&d facility you probably already own one of those buildings yeah. and can probably just repurpose it. Yeah, if we already own one of them, I want to, I want to turn it into a clinic and R&D facility. Because it's very hard to get furniture shipped out to an empty fucking grass like lawn that nobody can see. Uh, so having the building next door and then we can carry it over is probably the next best thing. <laughs> yep. Also, it'd be good to have a to have a staffed clinic on hand in case Nico needs stuff. Makes sense. So neat. As Nico's going to Nico's going to run that back downstairs real quick. Five rings in the Chiron. Nico's going to run downstairs real quick. Find something to write on and something to write with, and just label a corner as his. And then come back up. <laughs> Paul will uh, very, very congenially follow him down. Paul goes down. And, I call this one and claims space the natural way by peeing. by peeing, right? By pissing <laughs> in the corner, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, way. no. Werewolf game is later. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> the way God and Gaia intended. <laughs> I am going to murder all of you in the werewolf game because I am a fucking. My werewolf would not be happy. Don't worry, <laughs> Aiden doesn't 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 claim his territory by urination. Okay. I've got a pillow fort that everyone can share. So um... that's not good because feathers do hold urine smell for a very long time. <laughs> 
So uh, it's uh, roughly at this point, as you guys are all sort of f- figuring out what you're going to do, that Colleen and the ghost both stand up from their sitting positions and she kind of offers a nod and the sort of this faint, shaky smile as the ghost kind of nods back and just faintly reaches out and places a hand on her shoulder before he just kind of dissipates into the air. Not creepy at all. She kind of looks back at everyone else. Come on. I found out that my last name is Rose. That's my daughter's middle name. That's an odd coincidence. Of course it is. So we're going to live downstairs. You can camp out if you want. (laughs) I think I'd like that. Did you find out anything about uh, other family members? Maybe. It'll take some effort to track them down if they still exist, but I've got some ideas, but that's for later. Right now, we've got work to do. And that is where we're going to end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye. everybody. Goodbye.